1: Welcome to the help desk for Friday, the 29th of January. We've made it through another week, Tess.
0: Yeah, that's right. It was a short week, though.
1: <laughs> it was. Yeah, thank God for that. Um, let's move on to the very first story, though, and it is once again Google in trouble.
0: Yeah, so the Australian reports that the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission has raised concern over Google's dominance in online advertising. Again. The interim report for the ACCC's Digital Advertising Services Inquiry has warned of a lack of competition and transparency across the $3.4 billion display advertising sector and Google's ability and incentive to favour its own related business interests. The Consumer Watchdog's investigation into display advertising found Google held up to 90% of the industry when measured by impressions and 70% of the revenue. And it also got into some of uh, the details around how Google's technology powers real-time auctions in which uh, ads are bought and sold, and that the company controls virtually the entire advertising supply chain. Um, And that's, I guess, part of the antitrust debate. that doesn't get as much attention as other things, uh, because the inner workings of how ads are bought and sold online can be quite murky and complex.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a really hard one to put your finger on because, um, you know, you are bidding on, on certain ads. You don't exactly know what websites they're going to show up in. And I, I think it's one of the things that, uh, Scott Galloway, uh, I'm a big fan of, um, has mentioned is that, you know, once you hit 90% of, of the, the market in anything, then you, you almost become a tax. Like it, it, it's, you have to be on Google. So there is no more, no longer any competition. There's just, you need to be on Google. So whatever Google charges, that's what you have to pay.
0: Mm, um, I've heard it put that it's not so much, or it shouldn't, you shouldn't really think about your Google ads as part of your marketing budget. It's more like rent. You're paying rent to a landlord to exist online.
1: Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, uh, moving on, and this has been a story you've probably been reading about all week. And if you like me, uh, you had no idea what the hell was going on. So I'm going to try to explain what happened. And I should first explain what I'm talking about, which is uh, the online trading platforms that have suddenly uh, surged to make to make GameSpot one of the hottest stocks trading. So retail traders on the subreddit Wall Street Bets have been coordinating to buy shorted stocks. The motivation here. Seems not to invest in companies that have been wrongly devalued, but purely to troll hedge funds that have shorted the stock. So when you short a stock, you're making a bet that the value of the stock will go down. If the uh, value of the stock goes down, you make money. GameStop was shorted by many firms to hit around $4 a share. It was trading at about $16 a couple of months ago. It is currently trading at $300 a share, which means anyone who shorted that stock is going to lose a hell of a lot of money. And the estimates, Uh, short sellers have lost around $5 billion so far. If you look at some of the other shorted companies uh, that Wall Street Bets are betting on, uh, you're in for a nostalgia trip with BlackBerry, Nokia, Blockbuster Video and AMC Movie Theatres all having their stock price skyrocket over the last week. If you want a really good explainer, Daily Tech News Show did a really great one uh, today with Molly Wood coming on. And she said so concisely when when talking about the stock exchange, they built the world's largest casino and now their sorry gamblers have shown up. Wall Street Bets was made private yesterday as markets scramble to put guardrails in place to stop all of these crazy bets going on. So have you uh, thrown any money down on Blockbuster Video there, Tess?
0: No, I haven't. Um, I, I guess I'm in the position where I just want to understand this, the GameStop story well enough that I can enjoy the internet jokes about it, uh, but I'm not going to either use it to plan out my retirement savings or uh, mm-hmm. to as a get-rich-quick scheme. But the, the thing that did stand out among those excellent internet jokes that we're getting around this story as well is just how little sympathy there is out there for the Wall Street short sellers. I think a lot of that was summed up by this tweet, which is, if I was a hedge fund losing billions of dollars to Reddit shit posters, I would get a second job driving Uber, cut back the Starbucks and skip the avocado toast.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really like that one too. Um, yeah, I mean, the end of the day, these these shorters are probably going to end up making more money as, as, as Reddit gets bored from this trolling. But who knows? Who knows? Either way, I'd, I, I'd avoid the, some of the crazier stocks out there at the moment.
0: And moving on from crazy Wall Street bets, the tech giants have all reported their earnings for the quarter and they're all getting richer. Starting with Apple, uh, they reported a 21% increase in revenue year over year. All the major product lines reported over expectations with iPhones, Macs, iPads and wearables, including Apple Watch and AirPods, all seeing growth. Even services were up. iPads did the best, though, with a massive 40% increase in sales year over year. I reckon that was Christmas presents.
1: Yeah, Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah, I, I reckon Christmas presents for kids and um, a better camera for Zoom.
0: Meanwhile, Facebook reported $28.1 billion in revenue for the quarter, uh, of which $27 billion, uh, came from ads. Facebook did, however, warn investors that Apple's changes to privacy in iOS 14 will impact its earnings. But so far, nothing has managed to slow face, the Facebook juggernaut down when it comes to ads. And Google will report next week. It is also expected to see a rise in revenue from online ads. And it has also flagged that Apple's privacy policy may affect its earnings this year. And finally, Microsoft reported a revenue of $43.1 billion, over the $40 billion expected from Wall Street. Microsoft continued to benefit from a shift in working from home with Azure and Office being the major cash cows.
1: Uh, are we in the middle of a bubble, do you think? <laughs>
0: um, again, I've just got to stop stealing jokes from Twitter. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> one that I did see today was, I'm not calling it a bubble until GameStop buys Apple for $2 trillion. <laughs> uh, so let's see.
1: That's nice. That's nice. Bring it all, all, all full circle there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And finally, uh, just a fun story to end the week for you and game previews of Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury are out. What the hell is that, you might ask? Well, in the last few years, it's been become increasingly common for video game embargoes to expire just a day or two before the game goes on sale so that terrible reviews will not dampen the sales. It's a nice change of pace then that uh, Nintendo's embargo for Super Mario 3D World is up two weeks before the game is set to go on sale. Initial reviews suggest that the make uh, the remake of Mario is fun and incredibly polished, as you would expect. Cat Mario, as we call it in my house, is one of the most fun experiences you can have with video games. I'm saying it right now. It was the best experience I had in 2020, and the game d- debuted on the Wii U, a console that very few people bought, so very few people own the original Super Mario 3D World. Uh, So I reckon it's going to go gangbusters on Switch. But the bigger news for me is that Bowser's Fury, which is kind of an add-on open world game uh, that they're throwing in if you buy a Cat Mario, uh, sounds like an awesome standalone game as well. So that means I'm going to have to go out and buy a Cat Mario yet again. Uh, If you own a Switch, I've got to tell you, and especially if you have kids and you own a Switch, you have to buy Super Mario 3D World. That is, if, if if you only take one piece of advice from me this year... Make it that.
0: I don't know the GameStop advice. I think our financial advice is pretty sound, but this is probably, <laughs> you know, safer. You can take take it to the bank.
1: Indeed you can. Yeah, yeah. Look, Cat Mario is the cutest, most adorable thing I've ever played. Get on it. Anyway, that's all we have time for for this week of The Help Desk. Thank you, Tess Bennett.
0: Thanks, Peter. I'll catch you next week.
1: Absolutely. Speak to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.